Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do this without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. Hey, welcome back everyone to the Educational AD Podcast. Today, our guest is Jen Brooks. Jen is the Director of Athletics at the Ursuline Academy in St. Louis, Missouri. And she's also uh, the creator of a, a great website, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. We're gonna talk about that later in the show, but Jen, welcome. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. Yeah, well, we're having a lot of fun with them, so I hope you do too. Yeah, you're doing a great job, so thanks for pushing <laughs> this out there. Well, you know uh, as well as anyone how busy the day of an athletic director is, so we're going to jump right into things. We always like to let our listeners get to know our guests, so tell us uh, you know, where you were born, where you grew up, uh, how you got involved in sports. Sure, so um, born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm the oldest of seven kids. I grew up and uh, my dad was um, a teacher, a coach, a high school athletic director, a principal, a president, and he's full circle now back teaching and coaching. Um, so I, I spent many a Saturday afternoons on his sidelines while he was coaching football. Um, he umpired. So I sat behind the uh, backstop, usually watching him umpire with my big league chew, um, thinking I was pretty cool. Um, and then we spent evenings, I would be on the, in the backyard and I would be, you know, pitching to him and, or he'd be um, rebounding when I, sh you know, was shooting. I, I played three sports in high school, uh, basketball, soccer, and softball. And then I actually even played three sports in college as well. Oh, wow. I went to Maryville University um, in St. Louis. Um, and uh, I ended up graduating college in three years. Um, and, and crazily, I can always win this in a trivia contest. No one can ever guess what my degree is in because you would never guess that an athletic director has this degree. But uh, the secret's out. I will tell you my degree is in religious studies. So when I was you know, thinking about what I wanted to do with my life, I knew I wanted to um, have a positive impact on young people. And I wasn't good at math. Um, can't remember anything, so history is out. out. Um, I love to read, but you know, grammar's not, you know, so it's okay, I can do this whole faith thing because um, that's a big part of my life too. And, and so, yeah, so I graduated with a religious studies degree um, and I met my husband in college. I've been married to my husband, Don. It'll be 25 years this October. And we have two um, awesome young adults that <laughs> we have, two kids. Um, Nora's 22, um, she just graduated from college. And Luke is 20, and he's currently a um, sophomore, or he's going to be a junior in college this fall. And I'll tell you, 
having those two, they were both student athletes in, um, in high school and Nora went on to play in college was so beneficial for me. I learned a lot having student athletes live in my house. So that really helped my perspective and helped me be a better athletic director. And, and even now, um, Nora is one of our coaches on staff here and having a coach in the house is another good thing. Um, Cause she's not afraid to say, uh, I don't think you're doing that right, mom. Or have you considered this where not all my coaches are you know, ready to say that. So um, that's a snapshot of my 46, almost 47 years of life. Well, I can certainly relate. Uh, I'm married to a, a career coach, an educator, and, and our three kids are involved in sports. So it was great to have those sounding boards. Uh, you know, hey, what do you think's going on with the team or, or that sort of thing? So I can definitely relate to that. Well, uh, talk about how that athletic career, uh, high school and college, has led you to your career as an AD. Sure. So once I graduated, um... Maryville, I was, I applied for the job here at Ursuline. So I've been at Ursuline for, this is going to be my 27th year, only school I've been at. And when I applied for the job, um, Sister Mary Phillip, God rest her soul, looks at me. Um, she's going to, but she looks me up and down and literally says, you look healthy. Why don't you teach health too? Um, not so, so sure sister would say that these days, um, but she said that 27 years ago. And so I was hired on to teach full-time um, health and theology. I was also um, the assistant soccer and softball coach back at my alma mater at Maryville. And then I was the JV basketball coach here at Ursuline. And the um, person in charge of the PE department was also the athletic director at the time. Um, and just, um, you know, I was young, I was dating my husband at the time. So, you know, I had time. I've I been mean, teaching full-time and coaching three sports. I'm not sure if I can really say that, but. I thought I did anyway. Um, and so I told Jean, who was the AD at the time, hey, listen, if you need any help, I'm happy to help you. I, I, I want to learn more about your job. Um, and then by the next year, um, she had some issues, um, some health issues that she had to step away from school for a while. And so then it was just natural that I stepped in. And I say natural, but I had no experience and I'm 23. I mean, when sister hired me, she said, Jen, how old are you? And I said, sister, I'll be 21 before school starts. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> um, so here I am, this young female with no, you know, real sense of, you know, experience, administrative experience, very little classroom experience, little coaching experience. And now I'm the athletic director. And that rolled into a, you know, a full-time job. It rolled into here I am and what I'm doing today and I, it was part of God's plan for sure this is definitely where I'm meant to be um, it's just a, it was a unique path to get there for sure well um, let's talk a little bit about Ursuline you know obviously uh, you know you've been there for a period of time I'm going to guess you've seen not only seen some changes but you probably initiated some of those changes as well what are um, uh, some of the programs maybe that you have helped develop over the years that you take the greatest pride in? You know, um, we've um, offered new sports under um, my reign as reign as the athletic director. Um, we started uh, field, uh, not field, lacrosse and racquetball, um, and then a couple of the other, uh, in golf. And I'm really proud of cheer and dance. You know, um, not every school, not every athletic director considers cheer and dance a sport, but we certainly do here at Ursuline. Um, and my cheer and dancers are 
some of the hardest working athletes we have in the building. Um, and so I'm really proud um, that we offered this unique and, and um, wide ranging opportunities for all these ladies. So Ursuline offers every single sport a female can play in in the state of Missouri under our state association umbrella. Well, I, I echo your uh, feelings about cheer. Um, as a young AD, I got some great advice uh, from uh, one of my mentors and uh, they said to make sure that you uh, don't have cheer and dance as a club, that you embrace them as a full sport. And I've been blessed with just some great coaches over the years, some great kids. And um, I, I think athletic directors, it's kind of a cliche, you know, they say 90% of your problems in the athletic department are from cheer parents. Well, that, that's not true at my school. I'm going to guess it's not true at yours either. Uh, yeah, our our cheerleaders do a great job. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, they're great to have. Let's talk a little bit about uh, mentors. Uh, growing up, I'm going to guess your dad was probably one of your mentors, but who have been some of the people that have been impactful in your life and your career with regards to athletics? On a local level, I'll say it was Debbie Watson. Um, and so when I was in college, my second year of college, I um, hurt my knee playing soccer. And so I wasn't going to, I had surgery, I wasn't going to be able to play basketball that winter, and I needed a job. And so I went to my, my coach, who was also the athletic director, and I said, hey, you know, Lonnie, can you help me find a job? And he said, sure. So he sent me down the road to Ville du Chêne, where Debbie Watson was the athletic director, because Debbie needed a gym supervisor. So the first day I'm there, I'm sitting there, I'm on, you know, I have this huge leg brace, I'm on crutches, and in the room next door, I can hear Debbie say, I need a freshman basketball coach like now. And so I hobble over and I say, Debbie, I'll do that. I'll do, I'll, you know, and she, so she hired me. So I, so I'm here, I am in college playing three sports, coaching um, at Villa Duchenne and, and Debbie is the one who hired me. So Debbie really is who I credit with giving me my break into the high school setting. Um, and then, um, so Debbie was the athletic director at Villa. And then within, you know, a few years, then I'm at the athletic director at Ursuline. We're in the same conference. We're athletic directors together in the same conference. Um, and while St. Louis is full, full, just full of high schools, there's only a handful of female athletic directors here in St. Louis, and Debbie was one of them. So for me to sit in these meetings full of all men and Debbie, and Debbie had the courage to say, you know, I disagree, or have you thought about this? I will always give, you know, Debbie props for helping me to have courage to, to find my space at the table like she, you know, like she did. So. Debbie for sure locally. Um, I'm a huge, huge admirer of all things Pat Summit um, and everything that she brought to um, women's athletics. Um, I happened to um, go to a coaching clinic. This was probably 15 years ago and Mickey DeMoss, who, who was our assistant at the time, was speaking at this clinic. I had never heard of Mickey and Pat really hadn't been on my radar. I kind of lived in a small bubble, I would say. Um, and once I heard Nikki speak, I was just, I was enthralled. I just wanted more, I needed more. I went out and bought all of Pat Summit's books. I did my research. I started following her as best I could. And then that was when my daughter Nora was little. And so for about seven summers straight, we, our family vacation was going to the University of Tennessee for Pat's basketball camps. And it was amazing. And so I'm definitely a student of her. Um, in fact, in my office, um, at, at our funeral, Candace Parker um, said this, it says, right foot, left foot, breathe, repeat. 
Um, I'm a lefty, so I think Candace might have said left foot, right foot, but I'm a lefty. Um, so my daughter made me the sign. So when I get stressed in my office, I look up and I see the sign and it says right foot, left foot, breathe, repeat. That is great. Uh, speaking of leadership, you certainly took a leadership role in the creation of the uh, global community of women in high school sports. Tell us uh, that story. Uh, what was the idea? How did you make it happen? And, and what's going on with it right now? Sure. So, you know, I'll be honest. Um, being a female in a male-dominated industry is lonely. Um, and it's hard and it's not easy and it can be very frustrating. And I spent 20 some odd years. I mean, I haven't, it wasn't until the last couple of years that I really get this going. So I spent 24, 25 years of my career kind of just being really frustrated and really outside, um, sitting at the table, but sort of squeezed out. Um, and if there's, if, if you know anything about me, I, that, I don't, that's, that does not sit well with me. You know, I'm the oldest of seven. I'm a leader by nature. Um, just because I'm a girl or a woman or whatever doesn't mean I shouldn't have my rightful space. Um, and so once I found the courage to say, and then believe it, because that's two different things, that I deserve to be here, I earned the right to be here. Um, I high school sports, because when we go to these conferences, these national conferences, these local conferences, even local meetings, it's, for the most part, the good old boys club. And people stand around, these men, for the most part, stand around and have their conversations and, and barely acknowledge when I walk into a room. You know, and so I, even, I, I talked about it earlier, in the St. Louis area, we have so many high schools and maybe five female athletic directors. So to think about walking in a room of 200 people and only five of us are women. So we have to do more to help each other out as females. We have to do more to help our male allies, our male counterparts out to understand what it's like for us to be in those rooms, to sit at those tables, um, because we need each other. They, you need me, I need you, you know, vice versa. Um, but then I also have to think too about what are we doing to encourage more women to become athletic directors? What are we doing to encourage more women to become coaches? You know, I work at an all-girls school. It's so important for me. I think it's one of the biggest jobs I have is to model for them what it's like, you know, to be a woman in a male-dominated industry. You know, that I have to model for them courage. I have to model for them, you know, um, the... Uh, my authentic self and sometimes that's you know saying I'm a little scared to go into this room of all guys but I'm gonna do it you know um, and so yeah so I started the global community of women in high school sports because we needed a place there we needed a place for us to support each other and network and and just relate and hang out because you all have that place and that space we needed space too um, and I, I kind of forget what the um, impetus was but um, so at the national convention um, this past December out in um, Baltimore, I was able to kind of organize a um, happy hour um, and, we, it, and it kind of correlated into a few things and um, Huddle um, did the Breakthrough Summit and they offered this great space for, for athletic directors and it ended up being all female athletic directors. And so we just really grabbed a huge momentum at the national conference, at the AD's national conference. And with that, then um, we felt good. We were starting to build a little bit. And then this COVID-19 hit. 
And um, we, you know, Rebecca Mo from Seattle reached out to me and we talked about, okay, let's, we've got this group now. We've got this list of women who want to connect. Let's connect and let's start talking about how ADs across the country can help each other dealing with this COVID-19. And so we created monthly office hours. And so uh, we met once a month and our um, audience grew. I mean, we were, we have about 500 people on the mailing list. And the really cool thing, the thing that I'm really proud of is that men joined us, you know, because that's, that's what it's all about. We're working together. Um, we, we all have a shared voice. And so uh, the global community has um, grown a ton. Um, we've got a website, global community of women and sports.com is our website. Um, we're going to continue with these monthly hours. Um, yeah, so the global community was important for us females to have a space and then also to figure out ways and to encourage the next generation. Oh, I, I just think it's great. Uh, again, I already mentioned, you know, my wife's a career coach and educator. I had two daughters that uh, played high school and college sports. So uh, uh, anything that's going to promote our profession, promote educational athletics, and oh, by the way, you know, promote women, uh, all for it. And you mentioned Rebecca Moe. You know, Rebecca was one of our presenters at our uh, Florida uh, virtual conference this year, and she's actually going to be a guest here in uh, a awesome. couple more episodes. So let us know what we can do to, to promote your website. Uh, you mentioned COVID, and we've been asking our athletic directors, um, to share their thoughts. Um, obviously, nationwide, we've seen um, an entire range of responses. States have announced that uh, they're delaying fall sports, that they're going ahead uh, with fall sports as scheduled. Even in our own state of Florida, we are all over the board. Our state association wants to start on schedule. Uh, schools in the southern part of the state are, are saying we're not ready. Um, Many of the schools in my area up north in the panhandle of Florida are saying, hey, we're ready to go. Uh, what's going on in Missouri? And maybe more specifically, you know, what's going on at Ursuline Academy with regards to, let's say, summer conditioning as well as fall sports startup? So in Missouri, our state association has said that they plan on starting fall sports August 10th. That's our normal start date. Um, they say that the, um, they anticipate a fall sports season and whether that is a state-wide season or it's just certain cities of the states of the state that can play, that'll happen. So for instance, in St. Louis, we do not have this under control. Our numbers are spiked. This is not good. Um, we have jumped from phase one. We've reverted back to phase, I'm sorry, we've gone from phase two we're back to phase one now. So we're pulling out all these things back um, as far as what we can do with our sports. Um, the uh, uh, St. Louis County shut down new sports yesterday. Um, and so things don't look great in St. Louis. St. Louis University said that fall sports is not gonna happen. About 20 minutes ago, they came out with that. Um, and I think what's gonna happen is that we'll have a regional championship in St. Louis as opposed to the rest of the state competing. So I think that'll be something interesting and different. Um, our state association has said that if you don't, um, if you only offer virtual options, you cannot participate in sports. Um, and so I know that there were a couple of school districts in the area here in St. Louis that we're going to start off and do either first quarter or first semester virtual only 
But now that the state association has said that, they're kind of going back and saying, okay, we need to think about some hybrid models. Um, as far as we go at Ursuline, um, we're doing little practices, you know, pen max, social distancing, you know, coaches are wearing their masks, we're doing all that. Um, we intend to start school five days a week um, in person with our whole student body here at one time, um, but that's a month away, so who knows um, what will happen. Um, I think that, you know, if we say, if we end up, you know, saying, okay, you know, fall sports is not going to happen, I have some um, things in my back pocket that I'm going to pull out um, and, and trying to give our kids um, some sort of athletic opportunities that they can do, even if they can't necessarily compete with another school. I've got some ideas how we can compete in-house and even virtually. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's crazy. Um, again, our state has a big um, um, task force meeting coming up uh, uh, via Zoom. That's going to be interesting to see uh, uh, how that goes. Uh, talking about other opportunities, um, one thing that we've done at our school uh, in Tallahassee, we're trying to promote a little bit more statewide, is uh, eSports. Um, are y'all doing anything with eSports at Ursuline? Yes, we were putting that together last spring when we, you know, everything hit. Um, and so we've got a, a handful of girls that are really excited about this and really working um, hard with some of our staff members um, to put together an eSports. So yes, we anticipate having eSports um, fully operational uh, by September 1. Okay, very good. Uh, we'll have to put our coaches in touch. They can do a uh, uh, Missouri versus Florida competition there. Love it. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, some good stuff. Uh, what are um, some of your favorite uh, aspects of being an AD? What gets you excited about coming to school each day? For me, it's the girls. I just love, they give me energy and they give me purpose. Um, and I, I love, I just, it's the girls. I love being with the girls. I love, you know, I, I, I want to be that role model. I want to be that person that they can say, you know what? I can do that. Oh, no, I, in fact, you know what? I can even be better than her. I want that. I want them to think that, to do that. I encourage them to dream, to dream big. And, and I always, you know, remind them that there's good in everything. So it's, it's the girls. That's why I do anything here. Mm -hmm. um, if we take COVID off the table and we say that, okay, it's um, the old normal, whatever that was, um, What's something that um, you know, you're working on right now at Ursuline, um, whether it's facilities or programs or, or whatever, uh, what's something that you're currently working on that you wanna see come to fruition, hopefully, uh, let's say by the end of this coming school year? That's a great question. Um, you know, we're always striving for excellence here. So I think it's, I don't think necessarily it's, big picture things it's it's the day-to-day -day thing so what can so what can we do on a daily basis that we can do better that will create excellence overall um so you know is that in how we present ourselves is that how you know in pre increasing intensity of our workouts is that providing different development for my staff is it providing leadership opportunities for our girls um you know if i had if you know money wasn't an issue, uh, I would you know think of the technology and all the professional development I would do. And so, you know, I think I take what that question and I just say we're going to strive for excellence every day, and and we're going to do that by starting with 
you know, the details and, and our daily, you know, behavior and our daily things. You know, we're going to stand tall uh, and we're going to get the job done. Love professional development. Uh, you know, I don't think we can ever do enough for our, for our coaches or for our kids, sometimes our parents too. <laughs> well, Jen, this has just flown by. I've really enjoyed visiting with you. Uh, we kind of have come to the end, but we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. You know, you are certainly a, a veteran, a successful AD, and now your task is to send uh, a new AD, brand new athletic director out to their first job. And you're going to give them a toolbox, but I'm only going to let you put three things in it. So what's going to go in your athletic director toolbox? Okay. I would say um, be empathetic. Be empathetic. Be understanding. You know, um, every single one of these kids has a story and take time to learn their story. Um, I would tell them to be approachable. It's so, so important. So, you know, even if you're having a bad day, even if you're running from meeting to meeting, um, even if you're frustrated, when you exit that door, or when they enter your office, you have to be approachable. Um, and for me, that's been something that I, I learned over the years. You know, I had a, I fought for a long time because I, I was young and I had to be, you know, stern and very disciplined. And I can do all those things still and be approachable. I learned that. Um, the last thing I would tell them, I would tell them in their toolbox, um, it's okay to not have all the answers. It's okay for someone to ask you a question and you to say, you know what, that's a great thought. Let me think about it and I'll get back to you. Because back in the day, I, I would just start spit, you know, spitting out things and it probably didn't make any sense. It probably wasn't the right answer because I thought I had to have the answer. And I would say, you know what, it's okay. You don't always have to have an answer. Great, great advice. Uh, I remember those days very well. Uh, you know, they'd be halfway through a parent, you know, sharing their concern, and I'm already trying to provide six different answers instead of just listening and, uh, and, and just letting them get it off their chest. Jim Brooks, thank you so much for visiting with us today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. This was great. Oh, um, best of luck with the global community of women in high school sports. Uh, and again, uh, if you want to get involved with that, that's Jennifer Brooks, Jen Brooks at Ursuline Academy in St. Louis. Uh, thanks for joining us on the Educational AD Podcast. We hope you tune in again. Thanks again for listening. Remember, these episodes are also being uploaded to the Educational AD YouTube channel. That's Educate, Ath, D-I-R, and F-I-A-A on YouTube. Thanks again for listening.